0: No practice whatsoever. I'm just going to do like we did with YouTube blog. You have to make lyrics right now. Ready? Oh,
1: no. Yep. Here we go. Well, give me like a subject or something.
2: Dinner. Dinner is your subject.
0: Here you go, Zach. All right.
1: Eight o'clock dinner. Eight o'clock for dinner. (laughs) At eight o'clock. It was dinner. (laughs) Took the hands of the clock into my hands. I ate a clock
3: at eight o'clock. Yeah.
2: I liked it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just very modern.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, Me and Zach used to do that a lot. We do that bohemian thing. Yeah. It's very deep and meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The world is a stage. Oh, yeah.
0: And your home is your green room. That
1: exists in a YouTubeable <laughs> format.
0: Please <laughs> search on YouTube right now for Colin the green room. Zach Green no, Room. Hold on. It's Zalyn Kratz Sweeney spelled Z-A-L-L-I-N-K-R-A-T-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. And it'll be Green Room. Green Room. There you go. And it's where I decided to just pick the the weirdest sound on my piano and start playing. And Zach just everyone made up some who lyrics.
1: listens to this will never listen to the podcast again. Yep,
0: because once you find that, you'll find every other weird video yeah. we have
1: out there. Okay. I will just quote Five Iron Frenzy and say, "I hope you hate it." <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's get going
0: on this podcast. I'm Zach and I'm Colin
1: and I'm Bob and, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the house plants podcast. podcast we're here to talk about music media and, and the mission of, of Jesus
0: sorry i put too many bees in it <laughs> the mission of jesus yep <laughs> not,
1: <Cool>. the <laughs> not the bees not the bees
0: um so okay yeah this is going to be part 2 of the fun episode from last time <laughs>
1: Very fun. See, <laughs> continuity. <laughs>
0: They're tied in automatically by the party favor. It's a
1: series. All right. Yep. Cool. We've started a lot of series and we need to continue some of them, but should be good. We yeah. have next year, I think, to play with and extend some of the ideas we already were working on. Oh, yeah. So should be good.
0: All right. Hopefully, I remember how to sing this awesome song we're about to sing.
1: Yeah. We got uh, a worship song. We're pulling out kind of an older one from uh, the Imperfect Metamorphosis album. It is older. I would say that it's
0: old enough to drive, but not old enough to smoke.
1: No, it would be like 10. So, Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there is a country out there where 10 Probably. year olds are driving. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And yeah. they can order the cigarettes as long as they can see over the counter. Oh, my God. I'm not worried about it. This country. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do not buy yourself out in the street in just this don't go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. With in, the Wayne <laughs> Imperfect Metamorphosis is an album. You can find it on Spotify. It's a Zach Kratzer album. Um, we used to do it back in the day with like the old old band yep. um but we didn't do this one in particular very much it was just kind of like a little piece that we wrote for the album it's so, a really good one though it's just yeah. called my king it's a very simple straightforward worship song it, it's,
2: it's definitely in the top three for me from the really? album
1: awesome yeah glad you like this one it's an obscure one here we go got a glimpse of your
3: splendor, you were singing over me. Overwhelmed by your beauty, unable to speak. Not overcome by the darkness, but I found my joy in you. You restore me, O oh God Every day my light is new And I throw myself before The feet of the Almighty King Forever I will pray The one who came and Gave His life for me When I return to You And I've lost everything I've owned I will lay down on you become my only hope Cause you were holding tightly Tighter than I could hold Your love is enduring, Lord You will never let me go And I throw myself before ev- of the almighty King, forever I will praise the one who came and gave his life for me. ali
1: Amen. Just a simple little thing. Amen. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, So good.
0: Thank you, Zach. That was a beautiful song.
1: We've almost done every song off that album now. So
0: thank you for donating it Mm -hmm. because before you were like, no, it's my thing." (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes no, it's only, it's <laughs> it wasn't the case that like one of the first episodes we did well we did uh flourish first technically but yeah, i think and i think for me i think two or three had um the one we serve maybe
0: and i think for me mm-hmm. it was like kind of understood that like for every like one song i did because they're so great you would have to do like five ah. it was never told to me it was just and, no that makes sense that makes that's sense. what i
1: understood yeah it's just because <laughs> i'm such a prolific songwriter so. Yep. Well, I will. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, but I want to yeah. be like uh, like Charles Wesley one day and write like 5000 songs.
0: Yeah, you should change your name to Charles. <laughs> <to> I like, <laughs> 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 almost got you to spit out some water there. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So no, here's the here's the thing, Zach. You are a fantastic songwriter and I think all of our viewers know it. And so what was the what was the uh, kind of stuff behind that song?
1: Um, we're gonna be talking about worship yeah it's very simple i just wanted something that had um like really it actually started with the idea of having a hallelujah that just kind of like drew out and then something else being sung over top of it sure because we had um emily brown at the time she's emily's wicker now um as kind of the female vocal singer and so um yeah, I wanted to kind of utilize her voice a little bit, and so she's saying the hallelujah part. And so, hey, sp- Emily Brown, if you're
0: listening, That's hi, right.
1: good to see you. She might be, I don't know, which I'm not seeing any person besides you two,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I can't see you, but good to hear from you right, by right. proxy.
1: Yeah, so um, some of the some of the other words are very they're kind of more psalm like, uh, but they. they don't really correlate like specifically to (laughs) anyone's but they're it's just kind of like a mashup of some biblical imagery and things and it's just a very really simple praise song just saying i'm gonna bow at the feet of christ so
0: well that's a good thing to say for sure It's one of
1: the best things you could say probably (laughs) i like it
0: um okay so i prayed last time who's up i got us all right cool Father,
1: I thank you so much for a chance to come together and to talk about some of our favorite songs and favorite lyrics and things that have, um, spoken to our heart, uh, ways that you have used to communicate with us. I pray that you would use us to communicate with your people, Lord, we have the privilege of doing something that very few, uh, Christians get to do. And that is to have a platform and, um, I pray, Lord, that you would just use us well. Um, that you would be speaking your truth, and that you would uh, draw us by your love. It's in your Son's holy and precious name. Amen. 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 Good, good call. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Modern songs. Ugh, I hate them. They're not <laughs> as good as hymns. Ninety-eight
0: percent of the new know. modern music is trash. You know, and terrible. Here's the <laughs> thing
1: there were okay. just as many there's, songs there's there. there were just as many songs written year to year in the time that hymns were being formed right but if you look at a hymnal don't we have like some of the best songs from over like 200 years of compiling? Yeah. Yeah. or whatever yeah so, yeah. so really it's,
2: it's kind of a biased the hymns, perspective the the, the, hymns, they
1: are the hits the hymns are the songs that have persisted yeah. throughout time that's true so i don't know if they had like a A B series hymn, a B series. Yeah, they should have like a deep cuts. You know what's funny (laughs) is that like I think the the,
2: the hymns that just didn't quite make it. Yeah,
1: I think there
0: is like a what do you call that? There was like a um a, a collection somewhere. I remember reading about this where they have like every hymn ever like written. In like a collection, yeah. like in a records room or something yeah, like a library. But mm-hmm. as far as like what gets sort of like redone and, and stuff, yeah. you really don't see much. Like I found that one hymn day by day, which I know like certain people do, but it's not one you like hear about like hardly ever. Yeah. It's like a deep cut. And so that's anyway. not
1: the day by day from Godspell. No. For anybody not. listening. <laughs> it's, it's a different Day song.
0: by day with each passing yeah. moment. Uh and then I like pitched that to yeah. you guys at Northwoods a long time ago, and you're like, what's that?
1: So I said modern songs could be after 1970. I don't really okay. know what to classify like early, because like up to like 1940, I think they were still writing hymns. There's a few in there that are like from nineteen twenty or something. There was mm-hmm. one I'm trying to think.
0: There is a season turn turn
1: turn. Right, where do those fit in? <laughs> I don't know. Are well, they hymns? That, that might be sixties. <laughs> Yeah. No, that, that,
2: that is definitely 60s. There the, was a the bit question: of a, is, is 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 it a
1: hymn? <laughs> <laughs> it is scriptural, more scriptural than some worship songs. You're not wrong if there. You think about it. No, you're out, you're not wrong. Well, our at church
0: all. requested that one recently, and I think it was uh, it's funny because I remember being like, "Oh, that one's easy," and then the night that I did, I was like, "Wait a minute." Uh, the the one part that got me was the, the time to something
1: something yeah. <laughs> like the like the timing's really weird it just makes me think of forrest gump you i remember t- that scene where right yeah they're in washington dc and jenny gets mm-hmm. on the bus she
0: told me about everything and she she
1: uh, she throws up a peace sign and that song just like
0: Dar-de-dar. yeah yeah dan, 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 dan. Dan, dan. Um, so the thing is like but like uh the, my joke to them was that um mm-hmm. It's complicated timing wise, mm-hmm. has a lot of embedded scripture in it. Mm-hmm. So, is so is it, so is it a on, hymn? <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, like it has all of the check marks. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Okay, modern so n- songs.
1: 1970, like if you look through, like there's like Amy Grant songs and stuff from the early 80s yeah. and stuff. So I, I figured 70 would be a good cutoff. Figured most of us would pick like 2000s songs, which I think we pretty much all did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's OK. So here are the questions. And so it's it's, it's
2: kind of one of those things once again, that our favorites kind of change with time. And so it's only, current. Yeah. So it's only natural that we're probably going to choose songs that are a little bit more closer to now. I had a
1: hard time deciding you um, and me both. Yeah. I would say I would have a hard time saying what my favorite hymn is, but I knew that I wanted to talk about come thou found just because I love talking about that song.
0: The thing about modern songs, you and I have as, as worship leaders have done like a lot. We have. Yeah. Um, I would say that our, selection of modern music outweighs like completely the amount of hymns that we've led. Yeah. I would say you sure. and I probably have, have,
1: and I can, we've
0: probably done a
1: hundred modern songs together. You
0: and yeah. I have probably done at least a hundred, oh, yeah. but maybe only like 20 hymns together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds that's, that's low, fair. but that's, that's about well. Right. Since doing the podcast though, we've done a lot more hymns. We've since done like four or five new ones that yeah. we've never
0: done before. Yeah. That's been, it's been pretty mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like, Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I think I went last last time. So, we doing, we
1: can... so we're doing the same questions, by the way. So okay. c- should I, I'll remind them that uh, we're talking about who wrote it and why. What is the general theme of the song? Why is it special to you? What scripture verses might it be based on or scripture that you can pull out from it? Any good poetic devices or technique? I thought on this one we might talk a little bit more about musical technique. Okay. Not that the hymns are any less musical, but they um, fall into a same
0: category. There's a lot
1: of dynamics that come into play with contemporary songs. So the musicality is maybe more, maybe speaks a little bit more about the song and then a favorite line or a theological point. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You want to go first, man? You, uh, well, I mean, I was just saying I went last last,
0: last time. So I didn't know if we wanted to do like a reverse order thing or something, but Bob um, in the middle, but or whoever wants to go first can go first. I uh, I thought mine is a little more simplistic than the two you guys picked, so it would be a little easier for me to 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 kind of get mine. through. Really? Well, in the in terms of why I like it and stuff, and it's okay. and the lyrics aren't as diverse. I wouldn't say as far as like a modern song goes. Hmm. So okay, um, my song that I'm gonna talk about is Lord, I need you, and there's a reason why I'm gonna do it. I had to be true to myself. Zach said, pick a your favorite worship song. And I said, Well, every single time I've thought of like what's my favorite one to worship to, it's Lord I Need You. And so, um, yeah, I want to talk about it. And so uh we'll go down the list of the, the questions, just like the last episode. Who wrote it and why? So Matt Maurer wrote it, but also it was co written with the help of some of the passion crew. Christian Stanfill's the one that stands out to me Tomlin, is the person who
1: sings this song a lot.
0: Well, Stanfield Stenfield does this one. Uh Stanfield does uh a lot of like the passion ones are kind of shared, you know. They oh, are.
1: It's a team effort. Yeah, and so
0: yeah. Matt Maurer uh has the version that you might have heard like on the radio. Yeah. Uh I think Christian Stenfield's one
1: is uh, uh uh um one thing remains. Right. Oh, maybe. I'm used to hearing a lot of Christian Stanfill because they have him lead live a lot. Yeah, he's the and he's so the young
0: buck voice that's like easier to, to, to yeah, sing high yeah. so, notes. Still. So
1: when I look up songs, I tend to look at the live versions yeah. like if I'm thinking about doing it for church. So
0: And so I know like I wanted to pick one that was like solely written by somebody. But lately in the way Christian music has kind of like trended in at least the last like 20 or so years, a lot of songs are like co-written by like the either the worship team they come from or if it's like a passion song, it comes from like all the different passion people. I think
1: with passion, like I think they give you a writing credit if you were in the room. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Right? if you look at some of the passion <laughs> songs on like song select, yeah. um, it has a huge list of people on there, which is great. Maybe it's I mean, it's probably just really collaborative. So the thing with it, like the
0: reason I, you know, one of the things that, about Matt Maurer is that he kind of went into the background of the song, which is why yeah. I thought to, to kind of single him out as to like, cause he gave a good example of, of like what the song's about and he like talked about it. Yeah. But, um, so I'll say who wrote it and why I think Matt Maurer wrote this song and uh, as to why he wrote it. Um, I think that he recognizes the certainty that we all need the Lord every yeah. hour. And that was a, uh, that was kind of a callback to the hymn. So I need, I the, need every, the every, every hour. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think that he knows and he he resigns himself to the idea that he can't do it without God. And that is kind of where I'm always at. And at a time when things were really rough for me, worship leading, it was a reminder to me that, like, I needed to, like, lean heavily on God to get through worship. Yeah. But then as I leaned more on him, I realized that I just need him when things are good as well. Mm-hmm. I, like, always need him. So it's like, I mean, you know. And uh, non-Christians maybe say that's like, oh man, that just sounds like a codependent like relationship. (laughs) And I'm sorry to say people it is because (laughs) I need God and God, I don't know if God needs me, but God wants me. Yes. And so um, I would say that that is the, that is the great thing about this song, which is it really just, uh, it ties that all in. And it's not a super complicated song. and And a lot of hymns tend to, tend to have several verses that are very, uh, you know, they they line things out and as a uh, contrast, a modern song can typically be a, a more simple song. I would say a good example of a more simple song would be like doing doxology just like yeah. the four lines. So um, in a way, this is kind of like an anthem for a very specific subject. And so what is the general theme? Second question. That is what I've basically lined out that we need the Lord. We just, yeah. need, we need him every hour. And um, when you talk about that with somebody, when you say um, Lord, I need you, when you when you kind of are worshiping those words, what you're doing is what I call like the real worship experience is where the people of the congregation and yourself are all singing to the Lord, not singing about the Lord.
1: Yeah. So we talked it's about... It's an address. Yeah. It's It's, an in, ad- it's You're addressing it's God. It's in you second are not, person. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yep. So... I'm singing to God. The congregation is singing to God. Mm -hmm. And so the good thing about Lord, I need you is that everybody in the room is on on the same um, thought process in terms of saying we, we all need the Lord right now and we need the Lord every hour. Um, And so as kind of a, um, sort of like a Bible, like it's basically like the part two of my it as well. Cause I mentioned to you guys in the last episode that it is well dealt a lot with like how I'm feeling about God when I'm worshiping Mm -hmm. and it's kind of leading me through that process. And so in, in Lord, I need you. Uh, it's the same thing. It's basically me confessing where my heart's at with the Lord right then. Mm -hmm. And as a, as a person who has done a lot of worship leading, I can tell you, I never feel closer to God than when I'm physically singing to God. And ha- like, it's basically like prayer in yeah. song form. That mm-hmm. is a very, very close subject matter to what my heart is dealing with at that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I worship the most. There's
1: actually a song about worship music and it's called praying twice. It's by a guy named Brian Wren. Interesting, And he says that like, if you have, words that you're saying to god but then you're also setting them to music and worshiping musically yep. you've got your prayer and that's what that's saying like the words and then mm-hmm. the other part of your prayer is the musical part like that's your soul kind of like singing out and so in essence you have prayed twice at once
0: so again so. yeah no and yeah. and i might have to check that one out I, yeah uh, who's who does it that's brian wren brian wren okay. yeah um praying twice he might be one of those guys that's like good and then he's like a sort of an indie or lower and then like some big thing like Cristal will be like, Hey, can I just borrow that? I'll put it in the next album. It'd be great.
1: No, it's, a, it's just a book.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a book. I thought yeah. it was a uh oh I'm sorry. Okay. No I mis- I thought it was a worship song. No. that you were talking about. Anyway, so here's the deal. Um he basically addresses all of the things that have to do in the in the lyrics. He has to, he addresses all the things that have to do uh with him needing the Lord. So I'll just go through a few Lord. I Lord, I come, I confess bowing here. I find my rest without you. I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. So he basically like uh, sets up the stage of saying it's all about you. And, 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 and he is the reason Mm -hmm. for his heart being easy. Like it, it is another, it is well moment. And then, Uh, Lord, I need you is the chorus. Oh, I need you every hour. I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, how I need you. And Mm -hmm. so at no time is it like, I mean, he's, he's basically reiterating that point uh, that he needs that guidance. He, he needs, he needs somebody to be the one to defend him, to be his righteous, like guide essentially. But then the second verse, just like kind of how it as well is, it kind of continues on, it says where sin runs deep, your grace is more where grace is found is where you are and where you are. Lord, I am free. The way that that's worded is very cool to me. I almost feel like that's a yeah. argument. Like you're having like a discussion or something. A plus B equals. <laughs> yeah. A squared yeah. plus B squared equals C squared. I like how he goes like worse. It'd be like, if you're discussing, you're like, and where sin runs deep his grace is more and where his grace is found is where he is and where he is. I'm free. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, he, you know, he's like bounce, bounce, bounce. And then he, uh, he goes, holiness is Christ in me. So for him, it's saying that all of these things connect with grace and he is affirming in his own heart or the, you know, the person singing would be saying, um, it's, it's about his grace uh, And his grace sets him free And by having that grace uh, And so it's like a reminder of what God has done mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. again he says I need him because of yeah. what he's done uh, And then you know uh, I love
1: that holiness is Christ in me that's
0: you know. what that's the definition of yeah. holiness i yeah. really it's
1: simplistic like i said it's yeah. simplistic but it's powerful. no 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 no.
2: i don't find that to be simplistic at all it's right it's digging down it's very
1: d- well and it's funny because it's very tough to communicate something that is deep and complicated with a you know a very small line mm. that is um that is very, uh, very simple on mm-hmm. the surface, right? Like it's simple, yet it's deep, very profound. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah.
0: that's probably that's what again that's probably my favorite thing is that it's sort of an anthem in that it is something you can sing. Like, and and some people critique this, but I actually find this to be pr- a profound thing about worship is that sometimes you need to repeat lyrics yeah. because mm-hmm. you want to almost get into a. Um, like a repeated prayer or a, uh, a repeated mindset so that you're, it's that much more powerful message to the Lord uh, or a message to your own heart. And I, f-
2: I find this song really does that a lot. Um, the probably the most significant memory I have of this particular song, this, this rendition of it uh, was just five and a half years ago. I was okay. interviewing for a job um and so i had driven like four and a half hours uh southwest down to paducah kentucky for this final interview yeah to get this job and so i'm nervous going in and uh and this song comes on the radio as i'm entering paducah city limits yeah. you know getting ready to pull up to the building and so it really really helped recenter my mind before going into this interview it it was it, it was awesome and yeah i i absolutely loved this song
0: so good um and so, um, the last little bit, which is sort of the bridge, says, "So teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way." and again, it's kind of like how in it is well he says, mm-hmm. "You have taught me to say it is yeah. well with my soul and so I, I really do feel like in a in a lot of ways it is a it is a kind of condensed version of like an old hymn in that it is the third and final like stands apart where he brings it back around and yeah. says when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you, Jesus, you, you are my hope and stay. And so it, it reiterates the second line, but it also goes along to say, so teach me to continue to think this way and to ask, to say, I need you when temptation is there. And so it, it, it check marks all of the, the great things that I think about when I'm worshiping. And so it is, to me, it is like a super awesome anthem. And that, and, and again, like I said, it's, sort of his, he is, he was inspired when they were writing it together. They were inspired by Lord. I need thee every hour. Sure.
2: Sure. Um,
0: and, um, uh, so it has that kind of foundation. Yeah. That started there and then became its own thing, which is really cool. And so, uh, what scriptures might it be based on as well? Here we go. Uh, and, and, you know, the, there's the, there's the general, one scripture, but hold on real quick and I will pull it up I had it um most people say that uh it's like things like psalm thirty three yeah uh, sing to him a new song play skillfully and shout um but psalm forty seventeen i think and they are i think they draw from a a bible called the voice does that does that Sound familiar to you all? I've never heard of this. Of, uh, it's... I've heard of the show. <laughs> Apparently, there's a Bible called The Voice, but uh, uh, the the way it's read in Psalm 40: 17 says, "Meanwhile, I am empty and need so much, mm. but I know the Lord is thinking of me. You are my help. You are and only you can save me.
2: My true God." So, yeah. so it sounds like it's very uh, much of like a message style translation, but very. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I'm not sure if it's, but, I'm not but, sure if it's like that or not a bit
2: more conversational as opposed to literal translation.
0: Right. Um, so basically the other one that I thought was good. And again, we're going back to Isaiah. It's funny because a lot of the scriptures that are based in, uh, it as well are sort of like ones that I consider to be yeah. close to this. Isaiah 41:10 says, um, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, and then Philippians 419 says, and my God will supply every need of yours, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And so for me, when I get there, I say, okay, well, here's the thing we're leaning on God. We're leaning on Christ. And, and, and of course his whole, Message to us, and I think First uh, John fifteen, he says, "I am the vine." John fifteen, John fifteen. I said First John, and I, uh, yeah. John fifteen. Uh, he's he's talking about I am mm-hmm. the vine. All you got to do is stick with me.
1: Got to abide with me. Abide with and me, and you'll bear much fruit. part from me, you can do nothing.
0: And so for me, yeah. thank you, Zach.
1: Oh, he's so good, he's a
0: <laughs> seminary student. And so what's good about this hymn is that I can continue to say like I need to just I need the Lord, and I need to lean on Him. Yeah. And uh, he'll provide me with all that I need. So it's it's pretty awesome. So uh, all the lyric stuff aside, musically, I love it because um, there's something that, in particular, the Matt Mauer version of the song, he has a lot of, like, uh, dynamically different changes that he makes. Like, in the beginning, it's very, like, just the guitar and him singing with, like, kind of that soft rasp. And then as a, And it's very my style. Like, I like that kind of, like, classic rock sort of, mm-hmm. like, rasp singer thing. Um uh, and so it it resonates really well with me as a leader. Like I can lead it very easily. It's in the it's in a great key, uh, but also just like musically, I like that it has a sort of a soft start and then like a build, like so many good worship songs oh, yes. have. Yeah, and oh, I yes. I like when they do the cutout and it says like, um, uh, uh, it's like, uh, so teach my song to rise to you. And it's like very quiet And then he just It's like
2: Jesus <speaking> Yeah And my and, and then uh, I Yay. think I think
0: the I think the girl That's actually singing On the song uh, With him uh, Christy Nichols Is that Is that a singer Christy Knuckles Knuckles That's her name I think yeah. that might be One of the girls who sings uh, and, uh, but, uh, in the Matt Mauer version, there's like a girl in the background just yeah. like going nuts. Like, yeah. You know? Oh yes. And so it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and musically it's, it's beautiful to me. Lyrically it's awesome. It feels like a psalm. Uh, and then, uh, like so many worship songs, it's uh kind of a, like a co-written thing. And some people will consider that kind of weird at times. I like to think that there's, there's a cool back and forth bouncing off like how me and Zach do. So it tends to create kind of a more finished product that way. Mm -hmm. Typically Um, any poetic devices or techniques used that are as good. I would say that poetically, not necessarily, but I would say that the simplicity of the lyrics that tell a bigger picture with how simple and smaller the lines are is, is in itself very good. Um, There's
1: a lot of good, uh, a lot of good rhymes in there too. Like um, uh, where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Uh, like, that's yeah. that's the last thing I will say, right. which is my yeah. favorite line. <laughs> is that your favorite line? <laughs> Where you are. That's great. I am free. It sticks out so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, just that, maybe that whole, that whole little mm-hmm. chunk verse there, but definitely yeah. the uh, holiness
1: is Christ in me is just so, it's so profound. It's interesting that uh, like a lot of our favorite parts of songs are like in verse two, which is like verse two is usually not getting the kind of love that like a first verse or a bridge or a chorus. What's funny
0: about, and I think this applies to hymns and new songs is that the first verse, the first words are the establishment Mm -hmm. of the idea. Yeah. And the second verse is the like going into detail or the like reaffirming of the idea. Like, basically like nailing it down. So if I told you a story and I said, one day I was walking, ah, Great, and then the second thing, right, you're just like okay, you were walking. But if I said, and then while I was walking, I stubbed my toe. It's like, oh well, that's the there's mm-hmm. the story. You stub your toe. We didn't need to know about the walking thing. And then I found
1: five dollars.
0: I'm inside seven dollars. Yeah. So yes. all right. So that's all for for me. Great. Like I said, it's more of my just it's a preference of mine. It really worships hard when I mm-hmm. when it's I uh, one. lead it, and, and it just feels great. I Who's would next? even say a gooden.
2: Who's next? You want to sandwich me again? I can be yes. sandwiched. I'm okay with being sandwiched.
0: Bob, you are like what kind of sandwich are you? <laughs> let me see. If me and Zach are bread, then you are. Let me think of something weird. A uh, a what's the weirdest thing on the Jimmy John's menu? You are a salami. <laughs> what is there's nothing weird sassafras on the Jimmy John's. <laughs> oh, huh. mustard maybe and sprouts sprouts and tomato. Hey, I
2: love me some good sprouts with,
0: with some mayo on it. You're That's a your, Turkey Tom. So let's hear about that mayo, Bobby. What do you got for <laughs> us?
2: <laughs> so the song that I chose for this particular one was how great is our God by Chris Tomlin, but more specifically uh, solid. the world version, the international but, one.
0: Yes. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah.
2: Um, and so I, but my, as Zach mentioned at the very beginning, I did actually find this to be a hard one. I had considered word of God speak, Uh, Specifically, the Cutlass rendition, just not because of the lyrics, but because of the
1: style. That Cutlass Strong Tower album. Oh yeah, that was like the BCM Worship Band jam, (laughs) 2005 to like 2007. Yeah,
2: so um, I'd also considered Captain by Hillsong.
1: That's a good one. New Um, song, well newer, I guess.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I've never heard that song, but I, in my mind, without you guys describing anything, and please don't, uh, I am going to say that it is uh, taken right from Robin Williams.
1: Uh, oh, dead poet, my poet <laughs> society and it's just like it's a not chorus. probably not you're not far off though i'll show it to you after this <laughs> all right that's fine yeah unfortunately so, we can't play any of these i
0: like to live in my kind of own Obama. world yeah it is but <laughs> so, i like to live my own world and just imagine yeah. things like that but
2: yeah. you know it's it's not actually you're not that far off as from a timeline perspective and the reason why i say this because this is actually written in 2004 okay so um so right around that same time as uh as uh the dead poet society was was it was, I I thought,
1: or the is Chris, that the Chris Tomlin song was written in two thousand four?
2: Yes, but I, isn't that Poet Society around that same time? Or am yeah, I way
1: off? But Captain is later.
2: Oh yeah, yes, Captain by Hillsong is is, is, is very very recent. Okay, yes, go ahead. So um, so and so he he actually wrote the song based off of Psalm one hundred four, hmm. and so um, huh. it's so which which especially verse one, you'll see a lot of that come into play here. Um, so, but when he actually started writing this course, he was reading through Psalm 104 and he wrote this course and he, and I actually saw an interview with of him talking about this, where he s- says that he actually apologized to God during the writing process because the, because the course is so simple. How great is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? Um, that they'll all can see how great, that, how great is our God.
0: That is really simple. Ugh.
2: <laughs> so, we
0: had some other flair in that,
3: <laughs> So,
2: but yeah, he, he apologized to God for it, how simple it was, and then later uh, regretted that, mainly because of the fact that as he shared this with, with his friends, he was kind of just sampling it out, and everyone absolutely loved the course because of its simplicity.
0: I think uh, if I can imagine that conversation, it went something like this Okay, Chris, let's see what you got. <laughs> how great sorry, god mm, okay how great sorry, <laughs> <Czar> god mm. <laughs> You' gonna add anything else huh
2: <laughs> so, i don't know i think
0: it stands on its own two feet guy what do you think <laughs> uh, I, I guess
2: <laughs> so um one of the fun stories that i that, that he, che- he shared while writing this was uh, uh, during the writing process when he went in to record it uh, his producer ed cash um, says, well, well, this song isn't finished yet, and so and he and he picked up a guitar and just basically just slammed out the the bridge almost into, uh, as as we know it today. How famous right then and there. is that bridge? Yes, and, and, and at the time, <laughs> Chris uh, Chris Tom was like, wait, what? What do you mean it's not finished? No, it is. It's ready. And then he's and and, and then his second thought was. Who are you to come in and change my song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, but once again, it's, I mean, that, you're right. It's Zach. just the
1: how, harsh nature of the Christian work yeah. is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you up and spit you out.
2: How famous is that bridge though? How fa- it is. It, it it's is. been
1: like a huge impact really. Like yes.
2: name above all names.
1: It's even in a Babylon Bee article.
2: <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: that says that a worship leader uh, got caught in an endless loop going back and forth between the bridge and the chorus of how great is our God. I try and explain that yeah. to people at my church. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like,
0: you know, where it's like a bridge and a chorus and kind of like, going you can to just do it, it forever. Yeah. If you want to, so, I should just show them that by doing it for as long you as possible. Need to do it in a worship set. Sometime. I'll do oceans. That one's easy enough to do the so, bridge and the chorus back and forth.
2: But it's as, as, as Chris Tomlin toured with this song over the years that, um, he uh, he he! Quickly became obvious how easily um, adaptable the course was to every single culture. It it, it wasn't huh. it it wasn't culture centered, and so as a result, it was relatable to all individuals, and it really began to take off on an international level, which is why in 2012 he went back and re-recorded this song with what we know as the the world edition.
1: There's an interesting thing at play there because it is so simple. The more simple something is, sometimes that makes it more accessible. Absolutely. And so it can have more traction. But the flip side is sometimes more specific things can be a bit more emotionally powerful, Mm -hmm. but less people can Uh, get into it. Can appreciate it. I, I remember reading something about how Chris Tomlin had a first draft
0: that was very, like, American culture centric. I was about to play a clip of it here. Let me let me turn. This off. <laughs> how great is our God? I play American football. How great <laughs> is our God? I went down to a local cheeseburger and fry store. How great? How great? We eat a lot of fast food. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, you like that? Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> that was so, a parody. So you can't sue me, Chris Tomlin. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Bobby. So, um, so the.
2: Uh, what I find interesting is that um, it is, it's uh, why this song is so impactful to me specifically was because um, for those of you who don't know, my wife and I spent uh, two years in China. While we were there, we got involved with the local church and and we kind of have a, a, a weekly Bible study that we did with the uh, where one of our students would translate into Chinese for us. And so she was one of uh, Bethany's students, one of her English students. And so and at the start of each session, we would often uh, teach them an American song. This one yeah. caught was one of the very few that actually caught on. And it caught on to the point where they kept requesting we go back to it.
1: Hmm.
2: And so so, so 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 um and and um they absolutely love this version. Um and so when I listened to the world edition specifically, and it in the world Edition version has uh nine different languages in it. And the very last one is as a Mandarin Chinese. It, it ends with just a guy in, uh, from Marriage in Chinese singing this chorus, pretty much solo. It's like all the music has died out. It's acapella at this mm. point, and he and he. That's how the song ends is with him singing this. And every time I hear that, I, 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 I choke up. I I, I can't. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it hits hits me deep. Hits I don't know if you deep. were
0: there the time we did it FUMC, but we actually did a our own international version for the people that were there.
2: Really. Yeah, so, I, I I I missed that one.
0: Um so I led it with Ken and Ken uh we did um Quan Grande Es Dios, which is Spanish. Mm-hmm. We did Munguwa Ajabu which is Swahili, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh we did um um uh, the Haitian, uh the Creole. Creole? It was yeah. uh um a Abunje a Gran or something like that. Uh, uh I think it's kind of like, it came out of the same Latin word like grande, but it was like something else. And then we did German, which I can't remember the way Ken kind of said it. And then I believe we actually did a sign language one as well. Oh, really? Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, we had all the, we had all the cool ones, but it was basically for everybody that was involved in our community so that they could all sing their, their language. So it was pretty awesome. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, so this song re- very much reminds me of the World Church, um, the, the whole the idea of the every ti- every tribe, tongue, and nation aspect of it, and so, uh, which is something that uh, that the American bubble often I, I feel like often forgets, and it's not it, or, or, or maybe a better phrasing would be doesn't ever seem to emphasize, and mm-hmm. so this is one of those rare exceptions where yeah. it is very much emphasized, um, and so and it's at, at first I often didn't want to go with this song just because of its ridiculous simplicity i mean, yeah. the, the, I mean the, the, the lyrics are uh, i'm sorry the uh, the verses kind of bring out some some more of the views of revelation and such but at the same yeah. time when we look at revelation it
1: mentions the lion and the lamb yes H yes. to A G stands yes yeah yes
2: the beginning and in the end yeah and and yet, when we look at Revelations four eight, we see the uh, the angelic beings flying around the, uh, the the heavenly hosts and saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come." And it repeats that over, and they're just repeating that over and over hey, and over again they stole that for a different song too yeah <laughs> stole it from scripture Worthy
3: is there. hey i actually
2: tried to teach them revelation song in china that one did not go well really? at all that one bombed completely bombed. do they not like rainbows I, I i think it was too hard to translate um, and, 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 and understand <laughs>
0: now that song revelation song in my opinion is very very similar to like a hymn yeah, because yeah. it has the same structure, or goes the mm-hmm. same, and it's complicated lyrically and yeah. complicated yeah. And timing wise.
1: It, it and I love that song. It describes Jesus in different ways, each verse. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, but all right, it, Bob. Sorry. It, no, you're good. You're good. Um, and so, probably the 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 one verse that really stands out the most with this particular song is uh, like I said from Psalm 104, and it says, bless, "Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great." You are clothed with honor and majesty, wrapped in light as with a garment. You stretch mm. out the heavens like a tent. Uh you scent the beams of your chambers on the on the waters. And so so he wraps you, himself in light. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, so yes, in uh clothed in majesty. Mm-hmm. And so so you see this this imagery really coming out uh throughout the throughout the lyrics of this particular song.
0: You know what's weird? I have a certain attraction to songs that involve clothing references. Yeah. <laughs> Garments of praise. This song, mm-hmm. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the, uh, yeah. the uh, musical. I, I can't think sing any others. Every Sunday, at <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. of course, you got that one. Yeah.
2: You got that one song with the with this talks about the Gucci's.
0: Yeah, yeah. Put on the Gucci's for the Lord and step <laughs> up to the plate. <laughs> See, I just made that up. <laughs> Could be good though. That'd
1: be a next dig a little deeper. Oh, so good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we need to do a, another one where we write again. <laughs> yep. Those are always so much fun. We've done two this year. Maybe for the Christmas up. All right, Bob. So let's let's go back to those questions there because I'm curious about one yeah. of them. Do you uh, do you have the questions up? Yeah, I do. So my my question to you is: You've already kind of mentioned why it's special to you, and you've already talked about the verses. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wanted to sort of I don't know. The Musical stuff about it is there mm-hmm. something you like? And we can talk about the poetic sure, yeah. devices, but I'm just curious about the musical side of it.
2: Um, I'll, I'll be honest, the music side of this, um, it, it's it, this particular version, this particular uh arrangement with, with the international aspects. Um, I, I love towards the end of the, of the song as they really start bringing in the different elements mm-hmm. yeah. uh, from all the different cultures and they're just all going over top of one Instruments another and, things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and just vocally you've got, you've got the, um, the, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the African chorus, um, And I'd I say, I say African, not as in the continent, but African as, as in the language uh, the, the, the Oh, African. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, yes, the African. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, the, with the, uh, when they bring in that chorus, and then you've got the the port the Portuguese going over top mm-hmm. of that, and mm-hmm. it just it just flowing all over o- over top. It just and yeah, you, each p- piece of rising and falling over top of one another. Another one coming up to the forefront. So it's, it's really a it's good, beautiful.
1: Um, it's a good work of layering. Yes, I guess we could say kind of like Figaro. 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 Well, here, what's interesting about line, this is um, recording aspects had like there was nothing of that in the hymn discussion right because mainly they were not written when you could record sure and uh so now to write a song in the 2000s um or later or even earlier in some cases you've got some pretty modern recording techniques coming into play um i've heard um that there are like um, people in the music industry, like in the secular music industry, who are looking at like Hillsong and Bethel these days. Uh, yeah. And they're like, we actually, you know, we don't do certain things that they do. We actually don't know how to do. Like they've developed this. Yeah. For their music. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Especially with like pop, like, you know, yeah. just like certain things about recording and like bringing in like synth and um, auto tune, something elevation, worship, but I'm sorry, worship I'm music. <laughs> worship music does does make use of auto tune occasionally. No, I know, but it's it's, it, it's kind of a
0: necessity now because yeah. the entirety of the music industry has yeah. kind of set the standard of like perfect pitch. That's a voices. whole other
1: conversation. Yeah. but they do use it a lot of times in a way that's a lot more subtle. And I think that yeah. some pop stars will hear that and appreciate it and be like, why can't my so Ariana Grande is out there like I want my album to sound like the hill song album oh you know, that would like, be cool if that happens yeah that um but anyway interesting yeah. so yeah i think that if you know if you are doing your job as a worship writer and you're producing right. worship music i think even the recording process can be a sacrifice unto the lord just like writing lyrics right
2: i mean especially if if you're trying to if the intention of, of of this particular song is to highlight the different cultures around the planet, if you can do that well, yeah. and allow that
1: layering. You're trying to point to the glory of God Absolutely. in everybody around the globe, and so you're using like some pretty complex recording techniques to like and editing people together and stuff. Right. You know, I think that's a that's a worship in and of itself.
0: This is an argument I will make here, and I will make anywhere else. I think that technology can only do so much Mm -hmm. to capture the true acoustics that you can create naturally with like a space. Yeah. And so if you know what you're doing and you have like a, like a, a lot of choir people Mm -hmm. and you have like the right space and area to do stuff, Mm -hmm. you will never hear a better sound than you will live like that. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, it's interesting that they did that, that big group aesthetic Mm -hmm. because I think kind of like how Robin Mark does his album, like, uh, Revival and Belfast. He just goes
1: to a church and records yeah. them playing live. And yeah. another
0: another one who does a really good job as an artist I really like is uh, William McDowell. I think yeah, I told you guys mm. about him, gospel guy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Songs of revival. He yeah. uh, so he always does his with like just the big the big group. Yeah. And I think Hillsong does as well. That's they probably have a, like lot a big, of live stuff, a big stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know.
2: And I, and I think the main version of this one is is, is recorded that's, live. That's why
0: I mentioned that because yeah. it probably had a lot more weight to it yeah being the international version than just the radio one in that regard yeah nice all right bob what else
2: um so problem probably my favorite line from this one is 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 the that the infamous bridge um uh, name above all names worthy of 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 our praise my heart will sing how great is our God yeah boom and so it's just uh, you know just, just just that proclamation the, the, the song is is, is is very simple but it's it's profound in the way in which it's done it's the Mm -hmm. multiple languages that draws me to this particular version specifically yeah so and like i said it holds a special place in my heart just because of uh it was a favorite among our students in china
1: awesome that's cool man i like it
0: yeah it's a good song all right cool Cool. thank you bob all right zach it's your turn yeah buddy okay so i how had, can you possibly follow up after that thank you
1: thank you everyone let's <laughs> let's quit okay, go ahead <laughs> podcast over we said what we wanted to say go ahead Sorry. um i i story. was between a few i thought about doing build my life um just because I, we do that one a lot these days um mine that i picked though was no longer slaves because i thought i had a bit more to talk about lyrically on that no longer so slaves. no longer slaves yeah gotcha Um, it was written by Jonathan and Melissa Hessler and, uh, they're from the band Bethel and, uh, it's really a declaration of their freedom in Christ. And I think it started out rather from a rather simple idea, just kind of like we want to sing a song about freedom and about, um, our identity in God. And so there's kind of this story where it's kind of similar. I think all three songs we mentioned, there needed to be like a bridge added in as they were writing the song. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they wanted to add a bridge. They felt like the song wasn't done yet and they had their producer kind of help. And uh, Jonathan Hessler kind of came up with these words. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. So his mind went to um, the Exodus story, you know, and how God, brought the captives into freedom by taking them through the red sea and uh, i'll share in a minute how that is pretty profound but um the for melissa Hessler, um she they wanted her to sing um this bridge because it was kind of too high yeah. for a male vocal so they were a husband and wife duo they do a lot of music together it's kinda like the gettys sort of yeah and so they uh, so he said, Melissa, why don't you sing this? And she struggled with it for a bit because she felt like, do I believe that this is true? Like, do I believe that I've walked right through the sea and like that I that I can say I am a child of God? Like she questioned it. So She was like praying and and um, singing that bridge over and over. And eventually God kind of spoke to her and said, like, I won't let you sing something that isn't true yeah and so she mm-hmm. kind of she kind of decided okay I, i'm gonna trust god and own this so i i am a child of god and so she sings that like in her upper register like oh yeah it's pretty powerful yeah i am a child of god it kind of repeats over and over there at the end um
2: i love that, that the yeah. idea there that it's not just they wrote lyrics and sang it but it's, she struggled with do yeah. i believe this And and just struggle with the idea of, I don't want to sing something that I don't believe is true. Yeah. And and, and not that she doubted the scriptures, but she doubted, is this true for me?
1: Mm -hmm. And so it became a song where they said, okay, we are now going to proclaim that like God has adopted us. Now we're children of God. Right. And so that's, that song has become a reminder to them about that.
3: Oh yeah. Oh God. God.
1: Yeah. So the bridge, um, (laughs) Ties back to God saving his people in Exodus. And um, so I think that a theme for this song is kind of like deliverance. And it says like you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. Yeah, And so being freed from fear, that's like one of the things that oppresses us. Um, so for Christians, remember when we talked about, worship with Jonathan powers. We talked about part of what, what you do in worship is you remember it's active, active kind of remembering in your imagination of like what God has done. And so there's all these kind of water metaphors, like you split the sea, right? Um, Paul ties a lot of these kind of together because for the Israelites, when they look back and they're like what's the like what's the good news kind of thing that we remember?" Mm-hmm. they remember um the Passover and they remember crossing the Red Sea, and that was sure. a big event for them. It was like their Easter, you know yeah this is the event where God really he saved our people, so we're going to celebrate every year.
2: absolutely that's what they
1: did. They would have a festival, and so for them, it was like a big deal that Moses and the Israelites crossed the red sea. Um, So in first Corinthians 10, Paul is saying, um, yeah, you know, your ancestors, they were baptized in the red sea, but you are baptized in Christ. So he ties that whole water thing together as Paul's doing this thing. He's always kind of, he's tying baptism back to the event of crossing the red sea in Romans six. He equates baptism with being set free from slavery He's like, you're baptized and now you're free from these things. Right. Um, so I thought that that was really cool. I don't know if Bethel was like super aware of like how deep that goes. Yeah. But um, I definitely, you know, having studied Paul a little bit, I kind of, that's where my mind went the Wait, last time that I read it. Zach, you're uh, a fan of Paul? Like from the <laughs>
2: Bible? Yes. i didn't know that hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe you should write a song album about it
1: maybe maybe one day i should finish it that would be the, yeah, the <laughs> be really <laughs> so um here's why this is special to me i'm one of those people who's like an identity crisis kid. yeah i've always kind of had that um like who am i what am i supposed to do next kind of thing and like um going through college and kind of transitioning after college into that more adult kind of life. You know, I had, I was turned down for jobs before I've had things that just like, didn't really like come together the way that I thought they should. And I've always been sort of tempted to see like what I do as my identity. Like, and that's not living as a child of God. Like that's, that's saying like, I'm going to do this myself because I'm super awesome or mm-hmm. whatever. And oh, that idol? Maybe. That Self, idol? The self-idol. Yeah. The independence thing? Independence or, you know, just like, where's my worth come from? You know? Right. A lot of people ask that. Um, so I think this is a good song for people who, if you're like me and you're like, I'm, I need someone to like show me my worth. Well, you can be reminded I am a child of God. Yeah. You know, and it even says like um that we're adopted, you know, you, I've been born again into a family. Um it says in Romans eight fifteen, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And so like I guess I would say that's kind of a theme verse if I had to pick one for this song. Um, so you know, God adopts us. You know, think about that. I mean, yeah, we
0: yeah. he. he he comes to the uh, adoption agency and says, Hey, do you want to come home with me? But he gives the kid the choice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to emphasize that, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And if, and if a kid knew how great of a dad God really is, Mm -hmm. of course, he's going to say yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and so here's the other thing about this scripture is it says, um, you received the spirit of adoption as sons, when it says sons, it's not a, like, it's not a, a sex specific thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like saying like males are better. What it's saying is like, you have all the rights because l- legally sure. in that culture, if you were, if you were a son, like a true firstborn son, yeah. then you had all the rights to the Absolutely. land. You had the inheritance from the father. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, regardless of whether you're um,
2: male or female male
1: or female, you still have that same adoption. You have all the full rights of a natural born son. You were adopted as a son of God. There you go. You know, and by the way, if you want like a flip side analogy where like a guy can live into something, that would be a female role. Uh, the Bible also calls us the bride of Christ. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. we, as, as men can also live into that. Like we are also the bride of Christ cause we're part of the church. I
0: mean, and what so. did what did Armstrong say? You know, he said, uh, that's one small step for men or women, <laughs> <And> <laughs> one giant leap for man or womankind, yes. but it's all gurgled. It's like, uh, one small step for man. <laughs> and you missed that other part, but that's what he said. <laughs> Right. In the faked moon
1: landing. That's what happened. Let's just... Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's
0: just throw everything out right now.
1: (laughs) Nobody listen to us again.
0: (laughs) No, but I really like... um, I I like this song a lot. I used to hear it a lot at Soft Shoe when it first came on the radio. Yeah. Um, I like the idea... Like, what's funny is that people um, use the joke of, you know, water metaphors. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there's all those like oh if it's ocean, oceans it's going to have yeah. water in it yeah. rain on your face waves crashing but um the the thing is god uses water water metaphors quite a bit i yeah. would say oh, yeah. that if it's not water if it's if it's not water or fire it's or plants it's plants that's i mean that's really
2: well, uh, well and it makes sense because you're talking to an ag, uh, an um agriculture society yeah that's based right around the mediterranean sea So, I mean, uh, yeah, so in in the same way
0: that, uh, what is that one saying about like, if you went to China, you would say the rice of life instead of the bread of the life? Because, yeah, that's like a
1: missionary anecdote.
2: Right, because of the, yeah, because of
0: what their life is. Yes. And and, so, if you were
2: what rice symbolizes to the culture. And Mm -hmm. so, if
0: you're around a people that, that relies heavily on water to survive then of course water is going to sim- symbolize god in all the ways that it mm-hmm. can be water
2: yeah now for clarification first century of uh, 21st century china does in fact use bread for communion no i know <laughs> however yeah. it made sense for missionaries at the start to to use rice because it because of that's how yeah. it relates to the culture right there you yeah.
0: go sorry anyway nice. that was a long tangent but what i was trying to say yeah. is i like the idea that um that it is using scriptural water stuff and then
1: uh also like i mean and the metaphor is just in that one part so it's not necessarily a song that just keeps like drawing no i know back on the water thing it
0: it basically starts an idea and then completes it Mm -hmm. but i guess what i'm trying to say is that that was like a thing for a while people were like oh water metaphor and Uh it's like but if those water metaphors are like based in christ and that's like A big point he's trying to make. Then, of course, you're going to have a water metaphor.
1: I mean, we are baptized, right? And that's Uh, a pretty important part.
0: (laughs) We could just be baptized in the spirit. We don't have to have a thing. (laughs) That's another long debate. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, if you live in on Tatooine, where there's no water, I guess technically maybe be baptized with sand and it would count. So, (laughs) or maybe if it's the new Star Wars, you
0: could get one of those like portions of a muffin. And then get enough of them, and then Simon Pegg that. will give it to you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, so that's good. Um, what else? Musically, no. um, what was it? Oh yeah. So okay, so this song can be a little hard to sing sometimes. It's kind of my only issue with it. Well, you're a guy. <laughs> I'm saying like the, she does <laughs> yeah. the high parts. So yeah, yeah.
0: That's why he asked her to sing it, right?
1: Yeah, and cool. there's I think if you do it like most of it in the guy key, sometimes girls especially if you drop it like all the way down to g like I will do. I am. Yeah. So they'll, you know, um it can be it can be tough to find a key that's good for everybody. I have found I've led this in the key of e recently. Yeah, big fan of e. And it and it works somehow for everybody. I don't know why You love e is. and b. It's like you drop out the low octave thing and you just like meet in the middle. Yeah. At e. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go.
0: Yeah. oh do we should have a worship workshop about when it's good to like pick what keys uh and how to like
1: pick i them. need that advice because i don't <laughs> always know that would yeah. be a fun one because yeah. uh
0: yeah I've, I've i've come up with like a nice little formula for it but anyway oh, okay. you know, continue. Good.
1: yeah i could use that um i'm not gonna teach you you know
0: anyway continue poetic, the podcast
1: poetic devices <laughs> guess what's in this song my favorite thing consonants <laughs> You split the C so I could walk right through it. Rhyming those S's. See, so see, so this is a good song. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, it is a very good song. Mm -hmm. Um, Favorite line. Oh, yeah. Also about the music. There's a long, slow build kind of thing. Yeah. Similar to kind of what happens in uh, Lord, I need you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know where it starts off. Yeah. You unravel me. Yeah. um So yeah, I really I think that that makes it very dynamic. And by the time it gets to you, split the sea. That's the really exciting part of the song. There's a drop in there somewhere, and it builds back up. So, See, and I takes it, you. On, I like it when songs take you on a journey. Right. And a lot of worship songs are doing that now. You know
0: what's brave? You know what would be daring in this day and age? A worship <laughs> song that's pretty much like this it would just be like boop, boop. Boop, boop God is good He's really great God is good And he's really great Well, you know, if you don't modulate
1: The notes that you're using very much It makes it very singable Ah, like see Anybody could sing that A Gregorian chant Yeah
0: <laughs> Back in the day, Gregorian chants uh, Came from a time when they didn't have The whole music written thing They would have just like one yeah. line And there was like uh, There's your tonic And then they would just go uh, And just wiggle around on there That's all yeah. you need to do Nice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, my whole my whole thing with the song is, like I said, I I, I think that worship, uh, modern day worship songs, um, they take on a different tack than hymns do, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily bad or anything, right? Especially in the fact that now with the evolution of musicality in the way that it is it, mm-hmm. it it can help invoke the spirit. I believe I truly believe that with a certain musical style you can invoke the spirit more fully. But uh yeah. that is kind of a weird thing because then the counter to that is like every song you c- you should be able to worship to if it is glorifying to God, which is I think true. But there is just something musically that happens. Yeah. In your soul. And there
1: some of that is contextual. Like yeah. there are like in like when Jonathan talked about going to Uganda and trying to sing bluegrass that didn't really, uh, (laughs) they didn't really do it for him. Um, So yeah, there's some of that too. Um, Last thing about uh, no longer slaves. I think my favorite line is I've been born again into a family. Your blood flows through my veins because there's two parts to that. That's in verse two. Um, So one is like that. We are adopted
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of the The adoption of that. Mm -hmm.
1: And then secondly, um, that the blood of Jesus covers us and even runs through our veins. And so I was reminded of, this isn't like a direct reference, but 1 John 1, 7, where it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus purifies us of all sin. So there's Mm. a first part that's us, that's our fellowship together right. You know the blood of Jesus does more than just says, okay, sins are done, now you're dealt with. Like it actually gives the power for us to have communion and fellowship, community with each other. Boom. Right? And then the second part is that it the blood flows through my veins. So, you know, it's an even stronger statement of adoption. Like you're adopted and you literally are God's child now. So, he yeah. he adopts you, and that's what you get, the blood of Jesus. So Fully. Yep, goes even further than washing away sins, gives us fellowship, and restores our relationship with God to the status of children. Boom. So there you go. You can sing that and remind yourself of your identity. <laughs> Boom. And long, I love it. And a long yeah.
0: time ago when you were saying, like, she keeps repeating, I am a child of God. I knew what yeah. song you were talking about, but for some reason what popped in my head was, uh, I am a friend of God. Oh yeah. So then I started thinking, <laughs> I am a child of God. I yeah. am a child of, I am a child of God. But no, um, um, she, she really belts it out and you just kind of feel it. You, yeah. You, and just kind of like, I Lord, I need you. It's child of God. even yeah. though that, even though that song is a little more, um, uh, 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 uh detail oriented as far as the lyrics go, that chorus is still very, uh, focused. very simple. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Super cool. All right. Awesome. awesome. Cool. Another great episode. Another grep.
1: Great. a Great up <laughs> in the books. Awesome. Well, we hope you all have been enjoying us. This is probably getting close to the end of the year at this point. Oh, yes. Or yeah. it's or it's oh, yes. or it's around Christmas time. We also have a uh, so. Um,
0: but yeah, so yeah.
1: we have a live stream, but which probably would have already happened. The or, hasn't this, yet. or it hasn't depends. happened yet.
0: It depends. Th- this episode and the one before it are going to be those fun ones
1: where we can like stick somewhere where we want to like take a break That's from true. a regular. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you guys have been enjoying everything that we've been putting out. We hope that you continue to listen to us through next year. And if you want more people to find out about us, if you want people to have the great and awesome experience of just hearing us, uh, you know, mess around and talk about music and stuff. Yeah. Then give us a rating. Mm. Hit some stars. Even if it's one star. Even if it's one star, that does actually help people see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. And I'll just say, I think you guys would agree with me. Isn't it crazy what happened in January of 2020?
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Never saw it coming. You guys remember, like, how how
1: shocked you were? I never would have known.
0: Yeah. Like, when that one person did, you know what? You guys know And I've the
1: news? Yeah. Well, oh, the I news mean, was there and I mean, said
0: things. Yeah. And then the internet,
1: too, echoed with the oh, news. Oh, remember how crazy the internet was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember how they
0: were, their reaction was?
1: All right. <laughs>
0: it is late and we are having a good time, but I think it's time for us to say goodbye once again. So we appreciate you guys. We love you. God bless. We'll talk to you next time.